Junior Jewels. I'm Carly. And I'm Jess. And we are the hosts of Typical Tuesday Night, a, a Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift podcast. podcast. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Carly. So you know our voices. <laughs> yes. And we are back on Typical Tuesday Night. I can't believe we're already at the end of February. Yeah, it's wild. This year has gone by so fast and there's been so much happening. It was so fun to do our little news update episode last week. Those are always just so much fun. They really are. It's fun to see like everything that's happened to Taylor in like a couple weeks. And there's always so much. Yes. Always like, do we really think we're not enough? And then we like write it all down. Oh, we absolutely have enough to talk about. There's always plenty to talk about. So this week we're excited to jump back into our reputation series and we're actually going to be circling back to the Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and their feud with Taylor. Because in January, we did an episode breaking down all of their drama and the feuding leading up to the release of the Reputation album. But now we thought it'd be good to talk about a few things that have happened over the years after Reputation came out. So that's kind of why this one's at the end of the series. Yes. It's kind of the aftermath of it all. So Reputation came out November 2017, and we talked about some Kim and Kanye references in our episode going through all the Reputation songs a few weeks back. But let's jump forward a few years to early 2019. Kim Kardashian made an appearance on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and during the Squash the Beef segment, they asked Kim if her feud with Taylor Swift was still going on, and she said she was, quote, over it. She said, I feel like we'd all moved on. Later in the show, she also added that she'd rather be stuck in an elevator with Swift than Drake, <laughs> another star who's had a complicated history with her then husband, Kanye West. That's interesting. Yeah. She's like, if I have to pick between this person I don't like and this other person I don't like, at least I'm picking Taylor Swift. It's like, okay. I mean, I guess one win for Taylor I there. I guess that's something good. Yeah. I don't know. Then a few months later, Taylor in her L cover story of 30 Things I Learned Before Turning 30, which you, if you have not read that, you absolutely should. It's amazing. It's, it's really, really good. But in that, she touched on her rocky relationship with Kanye and Kim and how she learned to overcome what had happened. The story said, I learned that disarming someone's petty bullying can be as simple as learning to laugh. In my experience, I've come to see that bullies want to be feared and taken seriously. A few years ago, someone started an online hate campaign by calling me a snake on the internet. Taylor wrote that that hate campaign affected her deeply, but repurposing the symbol her haters used to bully her helped her shake it off. Shake it off. Clever, clever. (laughs) It also said, I can't tell you how hard I had to keep from laughing every time my 63-foot inflatable (laughs) cobra named Karen appeared on stage in front of 60,000 screaming fans. It's the stadium tour equivalent of responding to a troll's hateful comment with LOL, which... That's amazing. The way that she said that, I'm like, that was such a normal person, like... That's how you think it's funny to reply to trolls too? Like, no, absolutely. And the fact that she named it. Yeah. And named it Karen of all things. I know. Yeah. Perfect. So perfect. She also said, it would be nice if we could get an apology from people who bully us, but maybe all I'll ever get is the satisfaction of knowing I could survive it and thrive in spite of it. Just so, so true. It's, yeah. Well, and I love that she, 
what she did by taking that snake and using it as like she claimed it. Yeah. She's like, this is what you used to bully me. Well, now I'm going to take that from you. Ooh, I'm just going to claim it. Look what you made yeah. me do. Look what you made me <laughs> That's like why I feel like that yeah. song is basically. Oh, yeah. It's like, you want to see a snake? Look at this. Here you yeah, go. Like here, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. she's just so good at like being able to do that in such a great way. Yes. Oh, you're amazing. I mean, ugh. I just keep being like the amount of times I feel like I say that in a podcast, like Taylor, you're amazing. Taylor, you're amazing. We're just hoping that she's listening. I know. know like, Not on. that like having a podcast dedicated to her is enough yeah. for her to think that we love her, but yeah. Taylor, I love you. I think you're amazing. <laughs> if I didn't say that enough in this episode, I'm sorry. <laughs> Luckily though, I was thinking about, it. I'm like people that are listening to this also, also. think she's amazing. Yes. So I think it's okay. I think you guys understand where I'm coming from. Okay, so let's go into this next part because then, of course, major eye roll from me, but also Jess. Jess is always the I'm always major eye roll. <laughs> so just three months after Kim said that she was over all the drama with Taylor, she did seem to shade her on her Instagram stories. So at that same time that Taylor released her new single, Me, Kim posted a collection of snake jewelry, which fans took to be a not so subtle dig at Taylor, referencing the hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party and the snake emoji during the time. Very real over it, aren't you? Yeah. Kim? Because the song me has nothing like it'd be one thing if like all of a sudden Taylor came out with a song referencing. Yeah. All like stuff, what it was happened. like. Oh, Taylor's releasing a single. I yeah. am going to just slip this in here again. And exactly. It's like it was still in reference to Taylor. It yeah. was a collection of snake jewelry. Yeah. It wasn't like she just posted a collection of butterfly jewelry. Yeah. You know, that does not seem like Kim's vibe. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yes. It like clearly It's very specific. Was yeah. and the fact that it was like the same. Yeah. Time. The same time. So it just really feels like Kim always wants to try to have the last word. Mm, yeah. And so it's really funny for her to say, yeah, I'm over it. But then two seconds <laughs> later, you? she's like yeah. referencing it again. So a few months later was when Scooter Braun purchased Big Machine Records, which gave him ownership of Taylor's Masters. We did an entire episode dedicated to that a little while back. So make sure to check that out if you haven't listened to it yet. But during this time, Scooter was actually Kanye's manager, which means he knows all about the feuding between them and likely had a hand in it. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So Taylor brought this up in her Tumblr post after Scooter bought her master's. And we're going to read the quote again to remind you what she said regarding Kim and Kanye and all of this. Because it just fits perfectly. So she says, all I could think about was the incessant manipulative bullying I've received at his hand for years. Like when Kim Kardashian orchestrated an illegally recorded snippet of a phone call to be leaked. And then Scooter got his two clients together to bully me online about it. Um, and then she included a screenshot taken from Justin Bieber's Instagram of an August 2016 post in which Justin shared a FaceTime call between himself and Scooter who is alongside on and off client Kanye and Scooter was not managing at the time, but he will later. So Justin captioned the post with Taylor Swift. What up? 
Yeah. Like major eye roll. Look, I'm with these people that you hate and we're like kind of. Yeah. Like clearly uh, we're talking about you. Yeah. (laughs) Or I wouldn't have a captioned it that. Yeah. Like, so Taylor then called out Kanye's infamous, uh, famous music video directly. And she said, or when his client Kanye West organized a revenge porn music video, which strips my body naked. Now Scooter has stripped me of my life's work that I wasn't given an opportunity to buy. Essentially, my musical legacy is about to lie in the hands of someone who tried to dismantle it. Every time I hear her talk about Scooter. I know. It just like my blood boils. I know. It's so frustrating. And (sighs) uh, I just. I just can't get over these people slash mostly men (laughs) who just for all, like all I can ever think of is like, for what? Yeah. Why? Well, mostly Kanye. It's like, why? And Kim, but for Scooter, it was obviously about money. Yeah. He thought, and then it turned out to not be a great investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. him to make at least <laughs> for real. great investment but for someone like, else. But even like you think about like Justin Bieber, like what did that do? Yeah, for him to like post a picture, and then Taylor Swift went up. Yeah, like why? Yeah, other than to think that you're better than someone else, mm-hmm. or to you're trying bully. to get in the quote unquote cool club, and yeah, to like bully somebody else. Yeah. So a few months later, Taylor did an interview with Vogue for a cover story, and she talked about how writing music about what happened was the best way she knew to get through it. She said, I knew immediately I needed to make music about it because I knew it was the only way I could survive it. She said from her reputation track, this is why we can't have nice things. It was the only way she could preserve her mental health and also tell the story of what it's like to go through something so humiliating. She also recalled feelings like she was going through a grieving process that involves so many micro emotions in a day, something she knows is normal when you're going through loss or embarrassment or shame. She said, one of the reasons why I didn't do interviews for reputation was that I couldn't figure out how I felt hour to hour. She said, explaining that she alternated between feeling grateful for the opportunity to grow and resentful of just how much it took. Sometimes I felt like all these things taught me something that I could have learned in a way that didn't hurt as much. So just like, I'm glad I learned what I did, but like, did I really have to do it like that? Like basically feel like I'm at rock bottom and then climb my claw, my way back out. You know? Well, and it just reminded me when we were doing the reputation era episode and we were talking about like, why she didn't do interviews. And I had mentioned that it was like, she was just letting her music talk. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because her music, she was able to like really figure out what she wanted to say and how she felt in those moments. But then after, like she's saying, I didn't even know how I felt hour to hour. Yeah. Well, and like, like, how could I do an interview? In an interview, you're just getting put on the spot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you don't know what people are going to ask you. It could be like triggering. Yeah. And so she also said, five minutes later, I'd feel like that was horrible. Why did that have to happen? What am I supposed to take from this other than mass amounts of humiliation? Taylor continued. And then five minutes later, I think, I think I might be happier than I've ever been. What a whirlwind. So just like a, like a huge range of emotions, which makes sense. It really oh, does. Yeah. Like but where she was at. That's hard. Yeah. So we're going to continue with the interview because she said, um, 
in the interview, she talked about how she released her seventh studio album, Lover, um, on August 23rd and told the magazine that the prolonged ordeal with the West has ultimately helped her to break free of her image as, quote, always smiling, always happy, America's sweetheart thing. And then having that taken away and realizing that it's actually a great thing that it was taken away because that's extremely limiting. And then she goes on to say, while she's grateful for what she's learned and gained from the experience, the West shouldn't expect an olive branch anytime soon. She says, quote, we're not going to go straight to gratitude with it ever, but we're going to find positive aspects to it. We're never going to write a thank you note, (laughs) which I think I actually kind of respect. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I've forgiven you. Like, we're done with this. Like, I've learned from it. Hopefully you've learned from it. I'm at a place of peace with it. But, like, we don't need to, I don't know, we don't need to talk. We don't need to, like, like, do this whole thing. Using the word gratitude, like, that would just give, (laughs) I mean, that's what Kanye wants. Yeah. He wants to feel like. She's he made in her a good famous place yeah. because he put her through hell yeah. and then she, you know, yeah. came out happier than ever when it's like, well, but that's not how I would have that's not the path I ever yeah. would have chosen to get For to sure. this place. You For know? sure. Um, so that same month as part of the lover release, Taylor shared a diary entry from the night 10 years prior when Kanye stole the mic from her at the VMAs. And this is what she wrote in that diary. She said, ah, the things that can change in a week. If you had told me that one of the biggest stars in music was going to jump on stage and announce that he thought I shouldn't have won on live television, I would have said that stuff doesn't really happen in real life. Well, apparently it does. It's true. Like, that's something that you see in movies. Oh, yeah. You're like, people don't really do that in real life. Yeah. No one's going to be that big of a jerk. Yeah. Oh, no. Kanye West will be that big of a jerk. Proven (laughs) wrong. So, the following month, Taylor shared her most in-depth and candid interview she had done in years with the Rolling Stones. She gave new details that led to the infamous phone call with Kanye and events that led up to the call, the details that caused her to be pissed off. When, this is in quotes, pissed off when Kanye called me a bitch. Here, the interview said, she explained that she grew really sick of the dynamic between he and I, adding that he reached out to reconnect in private on several occasions, only to act differently in public, which she continued to look past. Because all I ever wanted my whole career after that thing happened in 2009 was for him to respect me. Mm. She continued, I hate that about myself, but that's where I was. She then revealed they'd go to dinner and stuff, and he would say really nice things about her music at that time. And she alleged that Kanye even called her ahead of the 2015 VMAs to ask her to present the Video Vanguard Award to him as a public display of their reconciliation. She she said, I was so stoked that he asked me to do that. But then (laughs) when Kanye got on stage and he made a comment about MTV using his and Taylor's interaction to boost ratings... She said, I realized he is so two-faced. He asked her to do it, but then he got up there and tried to make it sound like MTV was trying to use their 
situation to Uh. boost ratings. Oh my gosh. And so she said that he wants to be nice to me behind the scenes, but then he wants to look cool, get up in front of everyone and talk shiz. Like, it's such a joke. Well, even, and even that first part that you were reading, the fact that she says, because all I ever wanted was for him to respect me. And I hate that about myself, but that's where I was. I don't blame her for being there though. Yeah. Because I'm sure, especially at that age and that time in your life, you were probably like, one day this guy will realize that like, I did deserve that. Like he didn't need to do that. Like I know it one day he'll respect me one day. He'll realize like who I am. And so then you are just going to like, take whatever they'll give you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, let's go to dinner. Like, let's reconcile. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're finally saying nice things about my music. Like you get it. You're going to respect me. And he knew all of this and manipulated. Absolutely. Oh, Oh, I hate it. I hate it too. So much. (sighs) So by the time the song famous came out, Taylor was done with the ups and downs of their drama. And she said, when I heard the song, I was like, I am done with this. If you want to be on bad terms, let's be on bad terms. But just be real about it. Yeah. Like. Which is really how it should be. Yes. Like, we don't need to pretend like we're friends. No. Not everyone's going to be friends. And that's fine. Yeah. And also, I'm like, at this point, it's like, how would you ever go back? No. You know? Yeah. Like, you don't. Like she said, like, she was done. She's over it. Yeah. Like, this is, she knows that, like there's never going to be true reconciliation between the two of them. And that's just where they're at. Well, and it is crazy. You guys, this is 10 years later, 10 years later and stuff is still happening. Yeah. And we're about to go into year 11 with more (laughs) stuff happening. (laughs) Which is just like, what? So we're now in March of 2020. And this is when something really, really big happened. So four years after Kim Kardashian shared the edited phone call between Kanye and Taylor discussing his famous lyrics, the full phone call was leaked online. So in clips posted to Twitter, Kanye is heard asking Taylor to release his new song on her Twitter account. He says, so my next single, I wanted you to tweet it. So that's why I'm calling you. I wanted you to put the song out. So after telling Taylor, he included a quote, very controversial line about her in the song. She nervously asked Kanye what the lyrics are. And Taylor asked then if it's quote, gonna be mean. And then Kanye acknowledges that even then his wife, Kim Kardashian, initially felt like it was, quote, too crazy, but she had come around. Like, ooh, okay. So then Kanye told Taylor, it's like my wife's favorite effing line. And then he proceeded to tell Taylor what the line was. Okay, but he said that it took her a while to come around and that's her favorite line, which is it? Those aren't the same thing. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So then he proceeds to tell Taylor what the line was. And so he says, quote, so it says to all my South side word, we're not going to say that know me best. I feel like Taylor Swift might owe me sex. And then Kanye chuckles and Taylor responds with a laugh and goes, well, that's not mean. Yeah. I feel like where they both were kind of like laughing like yeah it was awkward like yeah like 
I mean, not for Kanye. He's like, haha, this is funny. And Taylor's probably like, kind of like a nervous laugh. Yeah, like, like okay, well, like, like that's, that's not, not yeah. mean. Like, yeah. it's not my favorite, but it's not yeah, for mean. sure. Yeah. And so when Kanye continued discussing his proposal to have her release the song, Taylor expressed relief that the lyrics were, uh, that the lyrics <laughs> weren't about her being quote that stupid dumb bitch end quote. Do you think he then took that? Yes. Maybe. I just thought that. I just thought that. Like too. it had registered in my mind. <sighs> like maybe the original lyrics were just that. Yeah. Whoa. And she said, I'm glad you're not calling me this. He's like, yeah. I'm going to call you this. <gasps> oh, my gosh. No. Oh, my I mean, who gosh. knows? Who knows? But, but like, that just seems on. too. Yeah. Coincidental. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. And so she said she needs to think about it because it is absolutely crazy. Which so, makes sense. Like, I mean, you don't yeah. want somebody to be like. You owe me sex well, in your song. we've talked before that, like, she's trying to balance, like, yeah, you know, respecting him and his art and saying how he feels and experiences things and whatever, but also, like, not having him, like, cross too yeah. many lines. But also, like, when it comes down to it, she also knows, like, she can't control what he does. Yeah. And so it's not like she's going to be like, you absolutely can't say that about me, you know? Yeah. And so... Kanye told Taylor, I'm going to send you the song and send you the exact wording and everything about it. Okay. And then we could sit down and talk through it. And so remember, Taylor has said multiple, multiple times that she was never given the chance to hear the official lyrics after the song call. So after the song was released in February of 2016, Taylor's rep told People Magazine that the singer declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with a with such a strong misogynistic message. Taylor was never made aware of the actual lyrics. I made that bitch famous. So <sighs> days later, Kim liked a tweet referencing the leak, stating that the video showed nothing new. We all knew that. I'm so confused right now. Like basically saying like, okay, the full phone call release, but like we already knew all this and it's like, eh, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you guys not see Yeah, what it really shows? There's a very clear part. She specifically said, I'm so glad you're not calling me this word. Yes. And then he turned around and called her that. And that was never referenced yeah. in the original. Well, and even, and she says she needs to think about it because it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. And then he says, I'll send you the song Mm -hmm. with the exact wording. He never does. Yeah. Well, of course he's not going to because he knows that it's not, yeah, not going over well. Yeah. He knows it's terrible. And the fact he, which is also crazy. The fact that he really thought that she would potentially release it on her Twitter, (laughs) like, listen to Kanye's new song. Without hearing it, knowing yeah. that he's talking about her in yeah. it, is he? Are you kidding me? Really, you think she's gonna go for that? Yeah. No. Uh, so then Taylor responds to leak phone call on her Instagram stories by saying, "Quote: Instead of answering those who are asking how I feel about the video footage that leaked, proving that I was telling the truth the whole time about that call." You know, the one that was illegally recorded that somebody edited and manipulated in order to frame me and put me, my family and fans 
through heck for four years. Well, swipe up to see what really matters. And then she says, the World Health Organization and Feeding America are some of the organizations I've been donating to. If you have the ability to, please join me in donating during this crisis. And she was just directing fans to organizations that are in need during the coronavirus pandemic. Way to go, Tay. Way to go. Always keeping it classy. Yep. So Kim also responded to the leaked phone call before she just liked someone else's tweet. So this is her actually responding to it. And she did it later that night on Twitter. She said, to be clear, the only issue I ever had around the situation was that Taylor lied through her publicist who stated that Kanye never called to ask for permission. They clearly spoke. So I, I let you all see that nobody ever denied the word quote, bitch was used without her permission. Not true. Taylor's yeah. publicist, Tree Payne, replied this time, resharing her very first statement on the matter and asking, P.S., who did you guys piss off to leak that video? <laughs> but for real. Yeah. Because I was going to say, we don't know who leaked it, right? Who was it? Because I have to know. Well, that's, I was like, did I miss something? Or why do I not know? No, but like, I, we don't of know. Of course nobody knows. And, but like, oh my gosh, who, who, you know? Oh yeah. Well, what a legend. They were still married at this point, right? Yes. Okay. Cause I was going to say it wasn't like. No. But also Kim major eye roll. <laughs> the only issue I ever had around the situation was that Taylor lied through a publicist that Kanye never called to ask for permission. Taylor never said, like, well, she Taylor even, or Kanye never called me. She even specifically, like, specifically said, which is probably what Tree shared. She specifically said, Taylor said, I have never denied a phone yeah. call took place. Yeah. Like, like, literally, Kim, like, we can all look back yeah, and see like we have that receipts. you are lying yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, it's public. Because all this has been so public, this is very public knowledge. And now, <sighs> the full thing is just out there. Yeah. Like, it's all out there now. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy to me, too. Like, so many years later. Yes. Four years later. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here, we're going to just leak this and bring it back up again. Ooh, here's a thought. Okay. Do you think Kanye leaked it to bring it all back up again to make himself more relevant? I don't know. I, I want to say no, because I feel like that would be really dumb of him. But he's also an idiot. So, like, maybe <laughs> he just really wanted to he be in the spotlight again. Well, because the fact that it was the video... Which means it came from Kim's phone. Like someone yeah. got it from Kim's phone. Yeah. And so like, to me, it was one of the two of them or someone did some yeah. major sleuthing yeah. or hacking or whatever to get it. Yeah. It just feels weird for somebody to hack to get that and then post it without... Yeah. I feel like if you're going to hack to get into that, wouldn't you sell that video to mm. some like news article or like outlet, some yeah. magazine? Yeah. Like, Hey, I have this, like, I'll sell this to you. Well, and the thing that I am not clear on, and maybe I should have looked up is it was leaked on Twitter, but on whose Twitter? Oh yeah. That's a good you know point. what I mean? Yeah. 
So we were talking about this and all of a sudden we realized we haven't watched the full leak yeah. video before. Or we couldn't remember if we had, so we pulled Like I know we've seen like snippets of it. Yeah. And like So anyway. we pulled up the YouTube video, which we are absolutely going to link for you in the yes. show notes because <laughs> Whoa. It's a lot. And it's I think it's so important to listen to the majority of it. Like, yeah you know, at least the first half of it. Um, it's about 25 minutes long. But it is really interesting to listen to. And as we already said before, Taylor had specifically said that she was really glad that he, that like the lyrics weren't about her being that stupid dumb bitch. Yeah. And... She specifically said that to him, and then we speculated, like, maybe because she said that, he was like, oh, she wouldn't like if I called her that. Yeah. So maybe so now I'll I will. call her that. Well, then we're listening, and tell everyone what Like, said. so we're listening to it, and Kanye goes, yeah, like, you know, and later in the song, I actually say, I made... What, how did he word it? I made her famous. He was like, what? He, he said like, well, what would you think if I said I made her famous? Yeah. And she's like, well, is that in the song? And yeah. he was like, well. Like we were playing around with yeah. it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like beating around the bush. But like Jess and I looked at each other and we're like, so he clearly said that line, but left the most important word out. out. Unless it wasn't planned that way. Yet. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wait. And I kind of wonder, because in the video, it seemed like he was really trying to get her to share. Yeah. And that was, like, a big part of the reason he called her. Like, one, it sounded like he did want to say, like, hey, I have this line coming out. Mm -hmm. But two, he was like, I really think that if you release it, the fans can get behind it. They'll know that, like, we're good. Like, you're okay with it. Yeah, like, it's a great song. Like, I'd really appreciate it. And Taylor, I think, really kindly was just like, give me a chance to think about it. Yeah. But also, I'm very particular about what I'm going to share. And I don't know how this would come across. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. But I don't know if I can share it. That's kind of like the vibe I got from it. It was like, you do you. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But I'm also not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to post it Like, endorse that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so, which I think is fair. Oh, yeah. Um, But I... I got this vibe that do you think he was upset that she wouldn't share it? Maybe. And so he was like, oh, she didn't want me to use this word. Or like. I'm going to add that in. She didn't think it was cool enough to share or she she didn't like agree yeah. with me. Like, that, oh, like, she's not going to share it. I'll just throw this in there then too. Yeah. Like I don't need to make it quote unquote clean enough or nice yeah. enough. Yeah. She's not going to share it either way. So it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was very interesting. So I also asked Carly, I was like, it's really interesting to me that this was filmed. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Why was this filmed? Which just honestly feels a little bit like it was, like, pre-planned. pre-planned. Yeah. Because it's a long call. And the this, I mean, this is 25 minutes of, like, I think an hour phone call. Yeah. And well, and at one point it looked like. The phone died or something. Because then it, like, comes back up. Yeah. Like, they were intentionally filming it. Yeah. Which is super interesting. But also, in part of the phone call, Kanye, he said, (laughs) 
like, because I think Taylor was like, so, like, what's this song going to be like? Like, is this, are you going to just release this on SoundCloud? Is this going to be, like, a legit single? And he was like, oh, this is going to be, like, song of the year material. Like, it's going to be amazing. And she's just like, wow. Good for you. That's awesome. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, get ready to be trending. And for him to say that... And then literally months later, hashtag, hashtag Kim exposed Taylor party. Oh yeah. There's like so many little things in there that there are just, I don't even know what to say. Kind of connect the dots to be Yeah, honest. it really did. And which is why it was edited the way that it was. Yeah. Oh, you know for sure. I mean? Yeah. Like they had an agenda yeah. that they were trying to get across. Oh my gosh. And it also is interesting to me because they like they've said multiple times, well, she heard the lines. Yeah. And it was like, she did, but she didn't hear the final yeah. line. And the specific and the, yeah. word that was missing was, was the, the word one. she didn't want used. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Kind of makes my skin crawl to be honest. Ooh. That was just, yeah, we're going to link that in the show notes. Cause we highly recommend going. And oh, absolutely. Listening to and like you said, at least the first, like it's half. super interesting. Cause like, obviously we're sitting here and we're reading you some of the quotes and yeah. stuff but to actually hear the two of them yes. talking on the phone is so interesting yes. to experience. Yeah. So anyways, crazy. Wow. Well, after all that, <laughs> Let's come back to pretty much present day. So in December of 2023, Taylor commented on the feud between uh, her and Kanye and Kim in her Time Person of the Year interview. And she was calling it a, quote, career death of sorts. And she said, quote, make no mistake, my career was taken away from me. You have a fully manufactured frame job in an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. Just like straight up name dropping. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. But here's the thing too. Everybody knew. Oh yeah. Like whatever name drop. (laughs) Okay. So then she continued that took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get on phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. I went down really, really hard. And then later in the article, after talking about Scooter Braun, she also said, my response to anything that happens, good or bad, is to keep making things, keep making art. But I've also learned there's no point in actively trying to, quote, defeat your enemies. Trash takes itself out every single time. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Karma is the guy on the (laughs) Chiefs, you know? For reals, though. But honestly, like you said that like she totally names drop name drops Kim Kardashian and where it's like, yes, everybody knows that, but like everyone knows that. So like she really doesn't have to say that's a good point her name, but she She does. And I think that was extremely intentional. Yeah. Which is kind of why I'm like super curious to see what the reputation vault tracks are like. Yeah, like if she does it talk about how all hard this she stuff? goes into them? Yeah. How hard does it she go? Like she straight up calls her out 
yeah. how many years later by name first and last like She's just it's like, very this is specific. the person that did this yeah, yeah it's very specific and the whole time peace had a lot of like reputation easter eggs and just felt yeah. very like coded in that way and i i really feel like this was super intentional of her to because she could have easily said she could have easily just like said a fully manufactured frame job and an illegally recorded phone call edited and then put out to say to yeah. everyone that I was like, like she did not need to include her name, but she specifically chose to. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see what's to come. And if there really was like a reason for that, you know? Yeah. Cause uh, I do, I think it's a thing to point out Yeah, that she did say her name. Yeah. Because I don't remember her doing that a lot previously. Yeah. Well, because... And she said that multiple times. Like, I'm never going to say specific names. Mm-hmm. Well, and she could she could have completely left that out and we would have known who she was talking yeah. about. But she it almost that. feels like she was, like, owning it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm owning what happened to me, but that also means that I'm calling out the people that did it to me. Yes. I'm not afraid of you. Yes. It's also what it seems oh, yes. like. Like, for sure. I'm not afraid of you. And it's all. it was also really interesting to read this... I feel like this gave a tiny little extra peek too in her disappearance. Yeah. Because she talks about how she moved to a foreign country, which we already knew kind of, but we didn't know that she didn't leave a rental house for a year. And it's interesting where she says she was afraid to get on phone calls and pushed away most people in her life because she didn't trust anyone anymore. And it (sighs) kind of goes back to, we talked previously I truly think when all this went down and everyone was questioning Taylor, I think most everyone was questioning Taylor. Yeah. Even some people that are very close to her. I'm sure. Because I remember you saying you were like, people were probably like, man, Taylor, like this looks pretty bad. Yeah. Like it kind of looks like you gave permission for this and you're trying to take it back. Yeah. And I think she probably felt a little bit betrayed. For sure. You almost wonder if part of this, because- Think of the Bad Blood music video. There are some people in that that she was friends with that she's yeah, that not she's that not, close to anymore. That's a good point. And you almost wonder if the, this, this was, was part the of falling it. out. Yeah. Like Zendaya. I have thought of that. Yeah. Or, or Carly. Carly. Yeah. Like, there are a few people that I'm like, I could totally see them being like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, like and so for her closest friends and stuff to question her, she's like, I don't trust anybody. anybody. Yeah. If you don't. Trust what I'm saying. I'm not going to trust anybody because I doubt anybody trusts me. Like breaks my heart. Oh man. Wow. (sighs) What a, I feel like what a roller coaster for you and I. (laughs) I know. I'm like breathing heavy. We like started recording and then we're like, we should actually listen to this together and then pause, listen to it, freak out for 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, here we are an hour and a half later recording this episode that's probably only 40 minutes. minutes. Finally, that brings us to a close on all things Taylor Swift and Kanye and Kim. For now. Oh. For now. But Carly, do you think think that more drama will come up after the re-record of Reputation? I do. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just feel like Kanye lives for it now at this point. Yeah. He loves it. Well, and he's like Kanye, thriving off of it. To be honest, I think Kanye 
is the definition of trash takes itself out every day. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he's out of the picture. He's off in his own That's true. world doing his thing. At this point, I think it's even like heavily Kim. Kim. So when we were doing our 2024 predictions episode, one of Carly's predictions was that she thought someone might try to cancel Taylor Swift. And we understand that people try to do that all the time. <laughs> we do understand that. But we were talking more in like a pretty big way. Yeah. Like it was going to be like a big thing. Not yeah. Just not get... like a couple of people or. Yeah. And I. Even after... like small groups of people. Yeah. After that episode, honestly, I started thinking about it and I wonder if that could come true and it's going to have to do with this. Mm, interesting. And it'll be like Kim Stans versus Swifties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I just, I wonder, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Because part of me is I like. I just feel like there's no way this is over. Is Only because it's been going on for so freaking long. I know. I don't know. It'll be so interesting to see for sure. <sighs> well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You will not want to miss next week's episode either. It's going to be so fun. We're going to do a deep dive on the Look What You Made Me Do music video which is jam-packed with Easter eggs. We've done an Easter egg music video deep dive before on the I Can See You music video. And this one I feel like is way even oh. more intense. Yeah. And so I'm super excited to go through all those with all of you guys. Yeah, so. it's going to be really good because it is jam-packed. So if you love listening to our podcast, we would love it if you left us a rating and review. We love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. And we also love connecting with you guys over on Instagram whenever you DM us or comment on our stuff. It's just really fun to see you guys' opinions. But if you don't already follow us over there, our Instagram is at typicaltuesdaynight.podcast. We'll see you next week, Junior Jewels, and watch out because they're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. <laughs>